Hi everyone, from me, Brent Graham, Thursday night, 9 o'clock, it's time for the Handicap Rugby Chat That Matters. Well, we've got another jam-packed weekend ahead. I'm at back at home last week, of course, I was at Sun City, and I must say the couch I was sitting on there gave me back pains for the rest of the week, so I'm pleased to be back in my own chair at least. But good to welcome the guests on the show, first of all. Look At the top of the screen there, looking like he could do with a bit of manscaping of his own there, is Chris Rowe. Chris, good to have you on the show, mate. How are you doing? Yeah, not too bad. Thanks, Brent. Good to be back. Lots of lots of rugby to get through. So looking forward to it. Yeah, excellent. And just to mention, I'm going to be. Uh, uh, well, I was. I actually put a, a, a sort of notice on to say, watch out for an announcement on next week's show, because I was looking either because I can't do it, so I need someone to stand in for me. Alternatively, I was going to record it earlier or change the time. But the good news is, I had a quick chat to Chris, and he's he's going to host the show next week. So, Chris, in advance, good luck for that, mate. <laughs> yeah, thank you, mate. Looking forward to. it. Be a be, I'll be a better host than a tipster, I think. So let's go. The job's in jeopardy, mate. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You could take over. And uh, at the bottom of the screen, I haven't seen him sipping on his first tafel of the night yet. It's the conductor. Conductor, welcome back, mate. Yeah, thanks, Brenty. How's it, Chris? Uh, yeah, lovely to join you, boys, on a, always on a Thursday night. And uh, yeah, lovely to be back on the show after a bit of a roller coaster weekend last weekend. Got off to a bit of a bumpy start on Friday. And um, on Saturday morning, I had the family farm on the Blues, and uh, when when Bryn Gatland was lining up that uh, penalty kick, I, I had visions of me rejoining the line at the male escort agency servicing the over 50s in Pretoria East. So uh, it, was a, it was a massive escape there. Um, so yeah, I was lucky to walk away with that, and um, yeah, I could, it was so funny actually watching the game with my girlfriend because I was obviously she was sipping her tea and. Uh, Literally, that last 25 seconds, I said to her, the Blues are going to give away a penalty. It just had that inevitability about yeah. it. And as yeah. they gave away the penalty, I just thought, yeah, and that bet's gone. So, just so, so lucky. I got out of jail there. And uh, it just goes to that old adage that sometimes good bets win, uh, good bets lose and bad bets win. And it was, just a, it was a bad bet that won. It was so fortunate. Uh, the Blues were terrible. But uh, like Chris says, actually chocked a block of rugby, uh, some cracker fixtures. So, uh, yeah, hopefully we can find some winners. Excellent. Well, we're going to start off with you on Super Rugby. And guys, while you're talking, actually, Brendan, I'm going to pop off. I see I'm on my wrong connection, my 3G, which is a bit suspect tonight. So I'm going to switch back over to my Wi-Fi while we're chatting about the first game. But let's get into that. And we'll start with Super Rugby Pacific. And in particular here, the Blues against the Highlanders. Blues minus 10.5 conductor against the Highlanders. And like you, I can tell you, I'm thinking twice before I'm steaming into the Blues because I was on over 27.5 Blues points and I had a big smack on Saturday. I unfortunately made that the newsletter best bet. And although I managed to fight my way back, gee, I really won't forgive those Blues in a hurry. Yeah, Brent, it was a, it was a poor game. Eh? I mean, I think going into the last two minutes, I basically, I'd thrown that betting slip in the bin. And the Blues were just awful, hey? Um, you know, just Robinson really, really tried his best to lose the game at the end there. I thought, when, you know, I was really, um, I think, you know, you and I were, connect, we were commenting via tweets or WhatsApp or whatever, and we were both baying for Bowden to come on and, when he came on, he had an absolute shocker when he did come on. So it didn't make that much did, He was awful. <laughs> he was awful. So, uh, yeah, so, and, and you would think that, uh, you know, Harry Plummer sets the bar pretty low, but that was, it was spectacular to go below Harry Plummer in his efforts. So, um, <laughs> yeah, um, obviously some changes for the Blues. Harry Plummer dropping out of the side with an injury. Bodie coming in um, at 10. Um, obviously, two of us are Sheik, he's out. I think Bryce Hume comes in in his place there. So a couple of changes. Uh, Ro uh, Robinson, he's, he's um, rested. And as well as uh, Josh Goodyear. 
So you have some changes there at lock um, and that um, I think it's Sam Derry that comes in the, in the loose trio there. Um, I, I'm, uh, I've taken a bit of Highlanders or not a bit. I've taken quite a bit of Highlanders plus 11 and a half. Um, Highlanders for me will be more desperate for the win here. I've been totally unconvinced with the two first Blues games. Well, we always we all know what happened in that first one where they chucked away a big lead. Um, the Highlanders really uh, did well for me last week against the Hurricanes coming in with the plus seven and a half. So they, they did well for me. So I'm going to keep the faith with them. Um, I think Sam Gilbert and uh, one of the other players out with COVID, but uh, Scott Gregory back in at centre, Aaron Smith back at captain at, starting at nine. Um, you know, I, I like this. I like this Highlander side. Very workmanlike, very blue collar. Um, you know, there's no nonsense with this sort of side. They all they'll grind out and, and try and get the win there. Even though I think it's not in it's not in uh, the main stadium, Auckland. Yeah, I'm not North Harbour. North Harbour. That's it. So I, I don't think it's a, there'll be a crowd either. So that sort of nullifies a little bit of advantage for the Blues. Um, like I said, one could see a. a, 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 a but possibly a better performance by Bodie Barrett, but uh, he wasn't great last week. For me, he's maybe lacking a bit of confidence after that horrible concussion he sustained. So I, I'm more than happy to take the the harmless plus here. Like for for me, I, I think Tony Brown is a is a good coach. I think he'll have the guys fired up. Um, and on the on the opposite side, I, I, you know, after that Blues game, look, I, like I said, I got out of jail, but I had to question: is it a culture thing at the Blues? Or is it just a coaching issue at the Blues that they just they really battles us to just you know to finish games off, and um, you know they really you know battle really badly in periods of the game. They can't string together a very consistent performance in a game. So, like I said, I'm more than happy to take Highlanders on the plus here. Right, Chris, are you going to be rubber stamping that one? And just before you come in there, I can give you the points line as well, Chris. I see 49 and a half points. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm definitely rubber stamping. This was one one of the games that I caught out in my earlier picks this week that stuck out. I mean, yeah, I echo in pretty much there what um, what Brendan has said. This is, I think, we might, this is a repeat of the final, wasn't it? Otorura, whatever it's called, um, which the um, Blues won. Um, lots of changes from both sides to that game anyway, so I wouldn't write into that, even though the Blues won. Um, I agree. I mean, we sh I mean, you got to you got to bank that Bertie Barrett's going to be better. But that that Barrett team and Ioni combo is is giving me a headache. I don't you know, I don't know how they're going to perform those three together because Ioni should be on the wing to be honest. Um, so yeah, I agree. I just I was also all over the Blues last week. We've given the Blues opportunities. They haven't proved themselves. They haven't they haven't shown us. They haven't given us the respect or the confidence to give them a, a double digit handicap. You know, if, if anyone's going for them, good luck. Highlanders are gritty. They're nuggety. Yeah, they've lost. Their, they have lost their first three games, but you can see them arriving uh, in North Harbour. I think it's going to be a much tighter game than a ten-point game. I don't see much separation between the two teams. Pretty confident bet on the uh, call on the plus here as well. But a nice confident start to the show from both panelists. They're going on the plus. Well, let's stay with you, Chris. We got the Melbourne Rebels plus fourteen and a half against the Brumbies. I kept this game ridiculously low, I must admit. I think I had it at something like plus nine and a half. <laughs> the bookies came out 17 and a half. But interesting that the line is kind of moving in between where I was and the bookies were now. It seems to be shifting. There's been a bit of money for the Rebels, which is interesting because based on the Rebels' performances, you can't be backing them with any confidence. No, no. no. I mean, Rebels are one of the worst teams I've seen in a while. Like when Force were really bad, I think this team could even be worse than the, the, the worst Force team that were out at one stage. 
I don't. I can't see how you, how you can back the rebels. Yeah, the Australian derbies can become a become a you know a bit of a, a scrap fest. We know that, and the points don't flow. But I think I can see it's pretty good weather in Melbourne tomorrow as well. I mean, for the Jura, I mean the tries that the rebels gave away last last week. The, it's the over the line out in their own half before you know it. There was a flank and in the corner it was something else. So I'm would not. I'm definitely not touching rebels with a barge pole this week. I like Brambies. I see the Brambies points side 30 because I think they're going to get a lot of opportunities as they will. So I'm now, I'm eyeing out Brambies points. And actually what I'm eyeing out even more confidently is McAlerney, I'm sorry, hack names, but the hooker. Brambies haven't had a hooker try in, in two games since the two meat pies they got in the first game. That's unheard of. I think against this Rebels team, I think you could even get even money for that for him to score a try. So I really like that. Um, and Rob Valentini scoring tries like a like it's going out of fashion. He's busting holes there in the middle of the park. Um, you can get Valentini to score a try at three to one, which I think is major value. I would have thought it would be two to one. So I'm actually looking at that that more more so. Maybe Brumby's points, maybe Brumby's lower alt points in a double somewhere for sure, because I think Rebels are going to give them points. They're going to get opportunities. They're going to get at least five ball in opportunities to score for sure. So that those are the angles I'm looking at at this stage, but not the cap, because just just because Rebels actually do have quite a decent record against the Brumbies, if you look, they do actually run them, give them a game. Um, so on that basis, and I'm I'm never a minus. You might you know I hardly ever bet on a minus handicap, so I wouldn't be going on a minus Brumbies. Even though if guns ahead and you had this was the last bet of, of our lives and I had to make one, it would be on the minus, but I won't be taking the minus. Well, I guess if it was the last bet of your life, you wouldn't be able to too much pressure. Eh? <laughs> well, <laughs> no, the really can't. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I get exactly what you're saying there, Chris. It's got the conductor. Conductor, with some of your money that's driven this handicap down from 17 and a half. <laughs> yes, it wouldn't be a Friday without some self-inflicted pain. So I've taken, I've taken Rebels plus 17 and a half. Um, yeah, look, it's it, like like we're saying, Rebels are awful, awful, but they have got that. A bit of cattle. Um, Andrew Killaway is back. Uh, Reed Hodge is back. Matt Phillip is back. Jordan Lacey is back. Uh, uh, Ross Taylor Petty is on the bench. Moses Aravi on the bench. So for me, a, a far better looking Rebel side. Um, like we said, they were awful against Drew and Brent. Well done to you for calling Drew on the board. That was a cracking call. Yeah, uh, I've got to mention that as well, Brent. Right. A five-to-one five bet, and I can tell you that even after placing that bet, I still lost money on the day because everything else went <laughs> pear-shaped for me. But it felt good to call that way. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm going to take... I've taken a bit of Rebels. It's like nothing massive. Uh, a sort of smallish to medium strike on the Rebels. Um, I don't I don't particularly like that um, Brumby side. Uh, Jerome Brown at seven. Tom Moore at five. And Jesse Mog on the wing. I used to always enjoy Jesse Mog when he played for the the Brumbies at 15. I used to love his the way he played, but uh, I think he's a little bit long in the tooth, and I don't know how good he is at wing. Um, Rebels were very good last week against. I think it was a force, um, but uh, yeah, I'm expecting an absolute scrap fest there in Brisbane. Um, I, look, I must say the Rebels can't score, but they the defence at times can be quite quite staunch. So. Uh, yeah, that's why I was maybe looking at Rebels overs, which is about 15.5, but I'll probably just stick to my plus 17 and a half and just hope it's an absolute rubbish game. I can see the score being about, you know, 10, 20 in favor of the Brumbies. 
and that's ugly as all hell. So uh, yeah, I'm hoping it's going to be scrappy in Brisbane. I think Rebels, yeah, I, I don't like backing teams because they're desperate for a win, but they will be desperate for a win. But I think they might be slightly better. But I, I, w- I really wouldn't be surprised if they they lost the the cap. But I but I, I, like, I like the cap. Just I think Killaway Killaway to me is quite exciting. He's he's actually a really good player for the Rebels, and uh, he is a decent player. And I think Hodges. Uh, with the boot to be able to keep them in 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 touch. Right, I must say, the first game, you two guys had me filled with confidence. I've got absolutely zero confidence in you <laughs> after the second game. I'm actually so confused. I'm going to have to watch the show again to see what you boys are backing <laughs> on that one. But let's move into the Crusaders match now. We've got the Crusaders up against the Chiefs. And here we've got a double-digit handicap, minus 12.5 conductor. No, Brent, this opened at uh, minus 7.5, and I took as much 7.5 as I could take. Um, obviously... It was it was less of a Crusader side and more of a Canterbury side that played Moana Pacifica last week mm. with guys like uh, Dallas McLeod and Punivai and Chafee Haki and um, you know these sort of guys. But it's back to back to business for Scott Robinson and the Crusaders. I mean that is a that is an absolutely scary side that's uh, that's running out for the Crusaders. Um, I mean, with the exception of Pablo Montero, you know you wouldn't be surprised if that team ran out for the All Blacks because it's just mm. Flip and scary with guys like Will Jordan, uh, Braden Enor, Jeez. Uh, um, I mean, you know, I, my, my fervent wish is that we can send undercover operatives to Christchurch and somehow steal <laughs> Will, jo- Will Jordan's semen and uh, and try and, <laughs> and try and create a small, uh, like take over a small town in the Karoo and just like have Will Jordan babies and just reproduce that oak's like DNA because he is a freak. Um, like, it's like there's very few players. I mean, like Christian Cullen is probably one of the best rugby players I've ever watched in my life. And I watched him live and just one of the best broken field runners. And I'd say Will Jordan is starting to sort of uh, get to that level. He's just incredible in broken play. I mean, a guy like, uh, you know, Chesney Colby is an incredible stepper. But Will Jordan, the way he sides through defenses, this is next level, the pace, the precision, everything. So, yeah, um, at minus 12 and a half, um, uh, it's a tough one, hey. You know, Chiefs, uh, you know, rotating Weber and Ioani out, and I think they've got uh, Xavier Rowe and Bryn Gatland in. Uh, you know, quite a few changes to this Chiefs side. Uh, I, 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 this is a bit, maybe a touch high. I'd probably still look a little bit. I don't actually, yeah, this is actually no bet for me at the minus of and a half. I, I don't like taking anything bigger than a double digit against a Chiefs side. Pushed, I'll take the minus here, uh, but I'd probably maybe look at a points play. Um, I think the Chiefs will know they have to try and play some good attacking rugby to try and keep in, keep in line with the Crusaders. They're not going to defend their way uh, to keeping a touch here. So if we can get a, maybe a decent line of 51.5, uh, 52.5, I'd probably look at overs. Crusaders, phenomenal on attack and haven't been that good on defense you know, last one or two years. Yeah, I've got to first of all agree with you on Jordan. He's unbelievable. He just doesn't—he doesn't look like much, you know. If you look at him, he's not the—he's not the biggest guy on the field or, or whatever. But he's just unbelievable the way he—he's so elusive. He does remind me a lot of Christian Cullen as well. And uh, just to point out, Henrik also got on the minus seven and a half. So get on the good for the game forum early in the week because he got on that uh, value early on there at, at nine to ten. Right, Chris, what have you got for us on this game? Chris? Oh, yeah, oh, sorry. sorry. I think you're you're break you're breaking up. Sorry, oh, sorry, oh, breaking up. Sorry, um, no, 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 no. 
what, what do you what do you like on this one? Yeah, well, I was I was actually a no better at seven, to be honest. Even with the teams that are announced, I I like the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs will give Crusaders a game. Yeah, that's a scary. I can see why the cap moved, and and at fourteen, I'm not a minus punter. I would I'm leaning towards. I'll be on the plus there. I just think you know there's still enough quality in that Chiefs side. Um, they'll give they'll give Crusaders a game. Seven, yeah. If I was betting at seven, it would be minus. But I was, this was a, that was just too dangerous handicap for me. But a plus 13, 14, I like that for the Chiefs. I think, I think they're going to give them. Think I just, just, just my opinion. I just think they're going to give the Crusaders a good game. Uh, I don't think they're going to go. I don't think they're going to be hanging. They're going to be be around right to the end. They're not. They're not going to let Crusaders get away at the end. I think they're going to be in the game right to the end. Right, well, that's a Saturday morning kickoff, 8.05. Chris, we're going to stay with you for the next game. It's the Reds up against the Fijian Drua. And the other <laughs> Reds, big favourites at minus 25 and a half at Sunday. Yeah, it's I'm not, I'm not the big on, big on the minus handicaps, but I do quite like this one. I think I think I don't I don't know how the Drua will live with Reds at home. Reds at home are just so so solid. They got so much I I I, I just can't see the Drua living with them. To be honest, I think there's good, good six, five, six tries in this for the Reds. They they'll be pretty solid in defence. Um, so I'm not, I'm not. This is not a bet that I would make, but I would just, I would just, I'd, if you were to bet on, I'd be a minus. But I'll be looking at other, other, other options again on the points because I just think points and tries. I think there'll be a good few of them in this game. Um, yeah, that's my my thought on this game. Right, Conductor, you on this game? I mean, the Drua surely can't do it again. Yeah, Brent. Um, for me, I thought the Drua played fantastically well last week. Um, went down 14-0 and, and really came back nicely. Um, I, you know, I'm talking that went off to the, the Rebels being absolutely absolute toilets rather than Drua being... I mean, I'm not taking away from the Drua when they so they played like absolute demons and really that they, they deserved every moment of victory and, and a, you know, congrats to the guys. I just... Didn't think Rebels played all that well. Um, you know, when us when the Drua came up against the Waratahs and the Brumbies, um, who were far better, I think there was a lot of weaknesses that were exposed. So I, I managed to get a minus a bit of minus 23 and a half here. It's a very solid red side. Um Daniela Tupa back in the starting lineup. Um for me, James O'Connor is just starting to click and he's becoming so mercurial at 10. He's really starting to run the show and uh and I, and I really like Jordi Pattaya at 15. I think that might be a better move. Um, it, to me, he's a, he's a really good ball player. Um, I just don't know if he's been utilized properly in his other positions. He, to me, he's got all the skills. So I'm hoping he'll go well. Mm -hmm. um, my only concern is the, the Reds bench is a little bit light. Uh, but I still think that the Reds should it should take enough Arthur Drua for 55, 60 minutes to put that cap away. Um, the... Uh, I don't recognize the the 10 TT Tiller. Um, I think he's sort of been around the the Australian provincial setup and a bit, but for Fiji, Fiji or I, I don't know, he's not really that all. I don't really know too much about him, but to me, there's, there's a lot of weaknesses in this Drew side, especially at set piece. They don't particularly have a line out. So, and that's where Reds can really, really put a lot of pressure on, on Drew. Uh, that was where I was, you know, I had, I had Drew on the plus against uh, Re uh, Rebels, and it was just so frightening that they they just lost lineouts after lineouts. Luckily, they were able to capitalise on the Rebels' mistakes. We I don't think Reds will make those silly mistakes um, and give away easy possession. So 
Yeah, like I said, I'm on the minus 23, minus 25. It, it becomes a bit high. And I, maybe points is a bit high as well. I don't want to look at, I don't like looking at points in Brisbane. But no, particularly because it's, uh, you know, it, it can be quite uh, very steamy and muggy and quite humid. So I'll stick to my minus 23. I probably maybe look, if you wanted to have a bet on this, I'd maybe take Queens and Reds, an alternative minus at a smaller, maybe a minus 17 and a half, minus 18 and a half. And then combine it with one of our other picks. We've got some nice other picks uh, in the rest of the show. So you know, maybe jot that down as a as a potential. Uh, if you don't, if you're not comfortable with anything more than three converted tries, then take something minus twenty or under. Yeah, I might also have a look at the PG and Drew points here as well because you know in those greasy conditions and that uh, I think the guys might struggle a little bit. I haven't looked at the humidity yet, but Fijian unders there is also could be a way I'll go. Conductor, we'll finish off. Uh, we'll get you started to finish us off on the. On the Super Rugby, um, uh, we've obviously got the one game that's been cancelled. And here we've got the Waratahs at home against Forsk. Two much improved sides this season. And we've got the Waratahs edging favouritism here. Yeah, Brent. Um, I'm I'm quite big on the Waratahs on the board Yeah, I've got uh, 0.75 or 0.7. I'm not quite exactly sure. But, um, yeah, I'm quite big. Yeah. I've, I, like I said, I'm, I'm, I've been impressed with the Waratahs of late. Um, I, I thought they had a, a really good, a very, very tough game last week. I didn't think they they didn't shy away like often Waratahs often do. Um, uh, to me, Isaiah Paris saying that for Ketty uh, combo in the midfield really is, is decent. Um, you know, Charlie Gamble is sporting a, a 1970s Miami porn star stash. Love that guy playing great <laughs> rugby. Yeah, brilliant. Really <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, he's understanding. Unmistakable when he has the ball. So I, I really like the look of this for the, the Waratah side. Um, I think this game's at Lachart's Oval, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so no, I think um, I, I like the Waratahs to to on the board, and I like uh, Waratahs to cover. Yeah, force. Uh, I think Bailey Kunzel at, in at twelve ahead of Kahui, um, and Pasatoa uh, at ten. Um, I've been really impressed. They, they really have been decent um, guys, especially like guys like Isaac Rodder. Uh, and as as Alex from UK Rugby Bet said, the guy like Tim Anstey has been great. Kane Kateka, you know, they're really, really nuggety. They punch well above their weights. You know, they really, with the, with the terms of their budget they work in and the players that they have, I, I thought they've been fantastic. Um, but but yeah, I'm, I'm all over the Waratahs. Yeah, you know, the, the Waratahs coach outlined that they, they want to win as much po as possible. They really want to bring back New South Wales as a force in rugby. And um, I think they've got the cattle to do it, yeah. Excellent. Yeah, well, just having a look, Peter Paul's commenting, is the two and a half still available? Yes, there's five to six available now, Sunday, so suggesting the money's come. I had a quick look at player bets and world sports betting. Both of them are three and a half. And Peter Paul mentioned there's some four and a half available. So it certainly looks like the money is coming here for the Waratahs. So if you do want to get on, well, you know, if you want to take the five to six, two and a half, alternatively, you could still get 19 to 20, I think I saw, you can get the minus three and a half. So that would be the way to go there on the Waratahs. But before you do that, you may want to hear what uh, At The Crow Tips has to say about this one. <laughs> yep, I've pretty much uh, echoed the sentiment yet again. Yeah, I think this is a, this is a close home when written all over it. I, 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 I'm going to avoid the cap. I love one to 12 here. I think this is like four or five point game probably to the Tars at home. Not gonna force are gonna make a game of it. I, I don't have as much love for the force yet, to be honest, that they do punch above their weight, but I need to see more from them. They they beat a shock and rebel side. They fell away at the end last week. I think they they still got a bit of they are much improved, which is great to see. 
but this is this is a one to twelve home win, close win. I'll avoid the handicap to avoid the the Australian banana skin by one point scrappy thirteen fourteen game. <laughs> Excellent. Well, guys, we're going to move on to the Six Nations now. We've got three big games to look forward to this week, including Friday night. And here we've got um, Wales plus nine and a half, Chris against France. What are you doing in this one? Yeah, I I I I already got this was another early one for me. I had it at plus plus eleven and a half earlier in the week, so still more than happy with that. Yeah, France is scary. I love France. I love this team. I've got them outright for the championship. But Wales, again, there's another another team like England. Wales get themselves up for this game. I think I'll be. I think I think Scotland. France were brilliant last week, but Scotland were woeful. They just as we thought those those combinations they fell apart at the seams. So I think France got a little bit of a quite a joyride there in the end. I don't think they're going to come into Cardiff on Friday night and they're going to run into a bit of a different different uh, atmosphere environment altogether. Um, so I think Wales are going to make a big tough game out of it. I like like okay, Navidi hasn't played, but I love that he's back. That grunt in the in the pack is going to be great. Um, uh, I mean, obviously, uh, Jonathan Davies back at 12. I quite like that. I've always been a massive fan of him. I just think his presence anywhere at 12 will be will be decent. Going to be a good game. So, at plus the 11 and a half, I was very confident. One of my bets is one of my best bets. Plus nine, I'm a little bit nervous, but I still don't think it's going to be more than a seven-point game. Um, I still think France obviously do win it. Wales can win it, but probably not. I think France also have a few had a few COVID cases, but knows out from COVID as well, which is, could be a big loss. But then, Villiers been pretty pretty brilliant as well. Um, so yeah, I'm actually looking forward to it. it's going to be cracking in Cardiff. It's, I do see also there's a lot of rain. I don't know if you guys could shed light. Is the roof still going to be open for COVID protocols? Because I think there's a lot of rain. Is it? Is it? Is it? Are you on mute there, conductor? Oh, sorry. Yeah, it's open. Sorry, it'll be open. So it's going to be open. Yeah. So there's also oh, a lot of rain. There's a lot of rain tomorrow as well. So that's another level. Well, maybe I don't know. I think the France pack are probably a bit more monstrous than Wales. So if it becomes a show of the forwards, that probably gives France the edge. But you know, Wales aren't going down one dying wondering tomorrow. So uh, plus the plus for me. The plus for Chris there, I can tell you, uh, conduct to the points line here is 44 and a half. Um, what are your fancies on this game? Yeah, Brent, um, I think when when uh, Antoine Dupont pulled up in training, the entire Welsh nation, nation held his breath <laughs> and said little prayer. And obviously, when he was like, named the lineup, they were obviously a little bit uh, a little bit let down. But uh, yeah, that Antoine Dupont into my combo is just fantastic. Oh. Dante been fantastic in that centre, along with Fiku. Um, and as Chris says, this, this French side... Well, very well coached. Incredible, you know, at the moment. Um, I think they're on a six-win six win streak at the moment. Um, but like, I've, like I said about two or three weeks ago when we did the Wales versus Ireland game, uh, Wales and Cardiff is a completely different kettle of fish. Um, you know, when, when, when they, you know, all have those, uh, those daffodil hats on and sipping the five, five or six-pound lagers, Singing "Land of My Fathers," like I can, I get goosebumps now. I'm so looking forward to tomorrow night because it's just a, it's a scary sensation because well, the Welsh doesn't matter who doesn't matter who pulls pulls in that Welsh jersey, they just seem to lift the the, the spirit and the determination to win there in Cardiff. Very very tough to win uh, there. I don't think the French have covered this cap in 22 years in Cardiff. So I may I speak under correction. I had a quick quiz today. 
I was looking at, I don't think they've covered this cap. Um, I love plus nine and a half. I'm all over this. Um, like I said, it's, it is scary going against France. Uh, they are fantastic. For me, the Scots tried to beat them at the home, at, the, at, the, at a running game, which was never going to work out. Um, they tried to run French of the, the French of the ball, and you know the power and the precision of the French just really was brought to be against them, and uh, they just couldn't stick with them. But uh, there's no Wales, there's no way Wales will play into their hands with that kind of game plan. They'll keep it tight. Um, the only only thing I would probably like is is Tane Basham ahead of Seb Davies. That was a bit weird for me. But, you know, guys rate Seb Davies. I don't know. But uh, yeah. for me, uh, yeah. we'll see tomorrow. I uh, Like I said, I think uh, Wales are going to grind the darts. They're going to they're gonna be competitive. France will go for the win, yeah. But plus nine and a half is big in, in Cardiff. So mm -hmm. I'm all over the place. You see, he brought Seb Davies in of, because of the pack, right? He, he, he need Bash. He's obviously a lot more physical than Basham, and he is worried about that. So it makes sense. But I do agree, Basham... Cause a few few French headaches or potentially lose a lose a head or two in there, so I do agree. I would prefer, him, I would like him to be around, but I can see why he's done that and covering the lock locks position as well. Right, let's go on to the next game in Italy plus eighteen and a half against Scotland here. Conductor, we got points line sitting at fifty one and a half. Yeah, Brent, I was I was just having a quick squiz today, and I just saw you know, like I don't really keep tabs, but I see Italy haven't won a game in the Six Nations for 35 games so you know 35 losses in a row and i, I still remember an article uh, that came out that potentially said south africa could join the six nations or and replace italy and everyone was up in arms and said well italy rugby is going to die as a result 35 losses in a row if that if that isn't dead already i'm not too sure at what point does a paramedic call time on, on italy rugby because really at what point do they actually be competitive um saying that i actually do like italy on the plus here it is dangerous. Um, yeah, they they were they lost obviously the if the first two two choice hookers in that island game, one through red card and one through injury. So they're playing their third choice a guy from Benetton. Um I think it's Va Varney at nine, uh ahead of Brayley. So he comes in. I think it's the only two changes. Uh Italy have been good in, at points. Uh I don't know. It's this is a tough one. I would I would love to go on that minus. I just don't like a Scotland team without Duan van der Merwe. He just brings so much power and pace in that wing. Uh, Carl Sainz on a bad replacement, but he just doesn't have that that sort of power to 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 get get through. I, I've been trying to scramble my brains for a bit here. Maybe looking at points. Maybe looking at uh, Italy first off handicap. I, I'll probably take a Italy plus eighteen and a half. They they do tend to keep a tight against Scotland in Rome. Um, Scotland have been at times not great. Uh, maybe under Keelan Crowley, uh, Scotland, Italy are improving. I haven't really seen that. It's just difficult to, to really gauge them when they're playing 13 men against uh, Ireland. So I'm going to give them the benefits of the benefits of the doubt and hope that they're moving in the right direction here and and take the the plus. Right, Johan coming in with his weekly treble, which has been pretty successful. So I'll leave that up on the screen for a little while there. And I'll tell you my advice here, conductor. I see the kickoffs about 10 minutes after the Blue Bulls Munster kickoff. And I'll rather, I'm not saying this won't be a nice game to watch, but I'm going to focus yeah. my attention on Bulls Munster yeah. and sort of yeah. almost leave this one alone a little bit from the betting perspective. Yeah. Chris, what about you? Yeah, Echo, I mean, I, to be, to be, I, I don't, by rule, I don't generally bet on Italy games anyway, but um, with Hamish, Schmo, oh, um, Hamish Watson back and uh, Fagasunio, I think, are 
They, I think they, they're huge for Scotland. That's what I was worried about last week, that with them out, that would happen to Scotland, and I proved right. I think then coming back, um, I don't, as I said, Tupeluto, I don't think he fits Scottish style. I don't, I didn't think, I think that had been a mistake. I think, I think Scotland are coming to Rome and going to win, and that's it. I don't have anything else for you. I'm not betting on it. Scotland are going to have picked themselves up from last week, come in, roll over Italy, and go home. Uh, but I don't, I don't have any bets in betting angles for you. Steve Reed's watching on Facebook. He says you've got to hate your cash to have a bet on this game. And Steve, I think you might just have a, <laughs> exactly, a, a exactly. point there. I just can't do Italy. Like, 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 like last week. Like that stuff. You know, weird stuff goes on. They, they uh, yeah. I feel. I do feel sorry for them, and I, do, I, I, I feel like can be overcritical of sometimes when I, mean, I don't want to be critical of people, but I, I don't see the value. I understand the youngest teams are coming through, but they're just man for man quality. It's just got to be. We've got to be realistic, right? Like they're not. They're not at that. They're not at super level. So that's the end of the story. Right, Chris. Well, let's have a yeah, nice close up with you then. Yeah, we'll get a close up there. <laughs> By the way, Manscaped have actually come back to us, and they're keen to get involved again from a sponsorship. So thanks to everyone who did support us there. <laughs> so we'll be having them back on over the coming weeks as well. And looking at Chris, there we might have to. Uh, yeah, we yeah. might have to. Well, well yeah, we won't. ginger beer, ginger. Well, I don't know. But if they give a discount for the ginger, the gingerscape. <laughs> and uh, Chris, I've got a feeling you're going to have a firm opinion on this game. I know there's been quite a bit of money for Ireland already. I think <laughs> punters leaning towards Ireland. Eh? You won't. No, well, no, not not firm on the cap. No, I not not on the result. I think I I have a feeling England are going to win. That's just my my gut. But um, no, I don't have a view firm view. I don't think it's straightforward for Ireland like a lot of people perhaps are thinking. Um, I know C. Dombrand is out. He's on the bench. Simmons gets his chance. I th I generally like the I generally like the the balance of this English side to be honest. So I prefer March and outside Slade. I think they connect much better than. Than Daly or anyone else uh, in the centre, so I think they're going to have a better run. Um, I think it's going to be a nice. I think it's going to be a cracking game. I, I'm definitely going to be watching it. Uh, points at 42. I like the overs. Yeah, I think there'll be there'll be some points. Yeah, that's actually quite nice. Actually, that's actually sticking out. That's becoming juicy. I haven't seen the points yet. I like over 42 in this match. Well, I saw conductor nodding feverishly at the overs there, conductor. I mean, I'm assuming <laughs> yeah. you were not, you were listening to Chris and weren't talking to your girlfriend or not. I had I had mentioned points we were chatting on Twitter, conductor. I hadn't I, honestly, I hadn't got to the points yet when I was going through games today. That so that was the first time I saw it. I was waiting for that. And I was expecting 45, 46, 47. So I'm quite yeah. quite happy with that. Yeah, Brent. Um, I I took um I took a fair chunk of England plus two and a half. Yeah. Um. I'm not totally convinced with Andy Farrell as a coach of Ireland. Um, and, you know, with all the media reports, I suspected that Andy, uh, that uh, Johnny Sexton would be back at 10. I, I gave it to me. I actually managed to speak for him. Uh, I just don't think, uh, you know, I, I just don't think he's the right guy. I would have probably put my money on Carberry to take him through uh, to the 2023 World Cup. So, um yeah i end up i see peter mahani is at he's in the lucy as well i'm not totally convinced with this irish side uh you know they've obviously got threats big threats like james low bundy aki uh gary ringrose i've got also tremendous respect for um but i but like chris says i think 
he, he put it in the correct terms, very well balanced England side. I like Ellis Genge and um, uh, Sinclair there, at, you know, on the other side of uh, Jamie George. Um, I like the Lustria of Courtney Laws, Curry and, and Simmons. Simmons is a fantastic player. I mean, you know, he's, he scores tries in his sleep kind of thing. He's fantastic. And I like the Harry Randall, Marcus Smith combo. And yeah. I must say, you know, Freddie Stewart, I watch him week in, week out for Leicester Tigers. I must, I must think he's probably one of the best uh, 15s in the world at the moment. Very, very underrated 15. You know, anything that's kicked up in the air, he, he plucks, he plucks like an apple. So, um, really, I really like the plus. Twickenham will be absolutely off its hinges. Uh, yeah. So, chocker blocker is from what, from what I can understand. You know, it's not an easy place to go play. You know, once again, it'll be, you know, the, the way to be expectation for England to do well, yeah. And, and I very much, I, I don't think I'm going to take a 42.5. I did see England 19.5, which I far, much rather prefer. So I'll take England 19.5 there uh, against Ireland. I, I like that. Uh, I like the overs for England. That's Steve there. He's very, very firmly in the Irish camp. And uh, Brad Young <laughs> and the Wager Warlock both saying either team by seven or less. I had a quick look at Sunday. I see that's even money. I got to admit, I didn't have a look what Chris has gone for in the good for the game, but I imagine he's gone for something similar or a one to twelve or something. Yeah, he likes those type of bets, and I got to say that this could be a very very tight game indeed. Gents, that brings us to the end of the Six Nations. So let's move on to the URC now, Brendan. I'm going to start with you, and we got. I think Brendan, the thing we've been waiting for here is the South African teams to play against the English teams at home. We almost got it. Was it back in December when there was all of a sudden the COVID scare again and? Guys were complaining about staying in five-star hotels, you know, while they were waiting to get home. The boys are back here now. The question is, can the South African teams dish out a bit of punishment? Well, the Sharks are expected to do so in the opener, minus 17 and a half against the Scarlets. Yeah, Brent, uh, that, that previous time they came, it was all duck and no dinner. We were got so excited and that you pulled out to the last the last uh, minutes and it was just really unfortunate, you know, due to COVID, etc. The circumstances surrounding the exit was, was, was very bad. So... It's great to have the guys back and, you know, thanks for them to travel because we understand it was what happened last time. It's not ideal. So I can imagine there was hesitancy from them to, to fly over and uh, to come and play. But um, on this game, geez, and the Scarlets are, it's a, not a good Scarlet side. Um, you know, obviously, Scarlets did the business last week, but, uh, and had a very good win against, I think it was Edinburgh. But uh, had Davies and uh, Reese Patchell at nine and ten, and this week it's Dane Blacker and a very young Sam Costello, uh, under twenty or under twenty-one player. Um, so you know, quite an inexperienced Scarlet side, quite a couple of youngsters there. For me, not a not a strong Scarlet side, and and a very strong Shark side. I mean, you've got Tom, it, you know, Tom Natoy. Um, Oxen Chair and uh, Manami, at, you know, as a front row, that you know that could easily start for the box. Um, and you and you, and you got a back three of uh, uh, Mapimpi and Kosi and Fasi. So you know, there's such quality all over the park. It gets a little bit unstuck at 12 and 13, uh, 13 specifically where Lukanya Arm is there for Japan for a short stint. Um, at 17 and a half brains. <laughs> I'm going to stay completely out this game. I've watched this. I've watched this. Uh, this movie too many times. <laughs> G- getting home from Friday drinks, only to watch the Sharks full ball off the ball, off the ball, off the ball. I saw the the, the prediction tomorrow is going to be 82 percent humidity in Durban. Um, I, I saw a lot of the guys from Durban commenting that the, the humidity is bad at the moment. So, 
yeah, yeah. Look, they, they, they could, they should, and they could cover. Um, I, like I said, if I was a bet on this, I'd take them on the minus. I just can't bet on this game purely because of just I know how sometimes Durban can be such a bad ground play. They can be so slippery, especially when they're taken off the ball, can be like a barb soap. So I'm going to wait for a points line for Scarlets, and then I'm going to take unders and Scarlets rather. Um, I think the Sharks should be able to shut them out. And uh, being at, you know, at, at in Durban at sea level, you know, those long threes are, um, uh, are difficult. And, you know, as Dino has come on, on, on the, uh, and the chat and the chat and say, there's two red flags for me. One is a, is a Durban night game and, and the other one is Sharks being favorites. And that's, and those two are like oil and water that don't mix. So, like I said, I've taken Sharks sometimes on big handicaps. I remember when the Sharks were playing away in Kimberley against a very, very weak Greek side, and they almost lost that game. It, they had to score in the last minute to win it. So I've watched too many Sharks performances where they've been poor. They've got incredible talent across the park, but I just it, like watching them against Treviso last week. They should have pumped Treviso by 40, and just they just they just to me lack the clinical execution to really put teams away. So I, like I said, I'd rather look at Scarlets unders. I remember a third red flag for me on Friday nights was Pro Lagota refing. That used to be an absolute red flag for me. I don't think I ever won when that oak refed. But let's go to let's go to Chris now and get his get his views on this one, Chris, because it is a big cap, and I'm I'm like Brendan. I'm a bit nervous on the Sharks, but I actually got a feeling that the Sharks are going to put it together and give the Scarlet side a good high. Well, well, I totally agree. This was going to be this is up there one of my bets of the weekend, and the start of that that uh, monologue from con- conductor there, I thought, geez, he's going to back this up, and now he's taken he's taken it down the ranks, and I'm completely don't know what the hell to do. But anyway, I, I if Sharks can't put the Scarlets team away by over twenty points, then we can all go home, we can pack up this game, we can call it quits because I I can't see anything else. Than a big sharks win. I, I agree with the condition. We all lived here. We've watched many fun. We had many Friday night heartbreaks, but that was against the Highlanders. Maybe I think I don't know. This is Scarlet's like third or fourth team against half a book team. The Scarlets don't even know what humidity. They don't even know what humidity spell. What, what that? What they can't even spell humidity. I don't even know what they're in for. So I don't. If anyone's going to live with it, it's going to be the Sharks. They're going to have Bosch. If they're going to be giving away penalties, Bosch will be kicking penalties from all over the show if he needs to. That'll get the scoreboard thicker. I'm going to stick. I hate minus. I hate. I don't normally go for it, but I'm going for minus seven. I'm. I. I. I my rugby mind. I can't not do it. <laughs> so I'm going to back it. <laughs> um, it might end in tears, but I like. I like the Sharks. Shark, prove us wrong. Go. Take, they need to. They need to believe they're a better rugby team. They need to believe they can put this team away. They have to go do it. Come on. I. I mean, I, I totally agree that the, the center access is a big problem. Even with Bosch, is a. I, I worry about that 10, 12, 13 access. You've got a world class stars outside. They might not see the ball, and that that does worry me, big time. Because if they do, that Scarlet team's not going to know what hit. They're not. They won't even see Pimpy. They won't even know see the, the number on his back. But the thing is, I don't. You've seen it with Bosch. He's, if he starts kicking away from 15 meters out, then we know we're in trouble. So, but anyway, in terms of rugby, in terms of bet, I'm I'm going to go for. It's not majorly confident anymore, but I'm I'm I'll I'll back the Sharks minus here, or again, even on a, a smaller handicap, else in a double. But I I I call Sharks to win by 20 at least. I was going to say, Chris, if, if the conductor started and sort of ended a different way, you were very much the same. When you started talking, you thought this guy going to label this as an absolute well, I thought I was going to have, I thought I was going to have a teammate up here. Now I'm hanging myself up to drive, so let's go for it. By the end of it, I was less confident. Wager Warlock just mentioned Connacht away is his red flag. Yeah, 
everyone's got their got their red flags. Chris, we're going to carry on with you. Yeah, we got the Blue Bulls against Munster, and here we got uh, minus six and a half. Short and sweet, Bulls minus six. Let's go home and walk the dog. End of story. Bet of the weekend. Then I also it. like it. I also <laughs> like it. But let's just see. I see a bit of a little bit of nodding there from the conductor. <laughs> well, look, Brent, like, like I said, I, I don't want to. I don't want to dissuade anybody from the Sharks bets. I think the the minus is is a cracker bet. And and by all means, by all means, take yeah, us. I, but just pour, yeah. but pour yourself a stiff whiskey beforehand because it could be a, it could be a bumpy ride. <laughs> <laughs> It should and it must come through because that's what I'm going to be doing. I I'll be on something strong watching that game. I can I can just see what's going to happen. It's it's fine. Like, <laughs> like we we know, we know how the sharks can be. Like they they must cover this. I mean, you cannot have half of like you say half, three quarters of a box side, half a box side with three of three of the the best finishers in the world in your side not being able to beat this handicap literally against a B slash C scarlet side. So by all means, rugby. Rugby law dictates you take the minus here. But, but yeah, you like know, we've moved on to the next game, conductor. You're still talking okay. about the shorts game. I've got the cool <laughs> so, oh. yeah, Brent, I'm, I managed to grab a lot of minus five and a half. Yeah, I'm really, I'm yeah. really confident in the Bulls. Um, to me, Jake White's been waiting for this game with with with, with eagerness. Uh, Van Kran can talk to his players as much as he wants about the altitude. He's not going to be on that field. You know, talk is cheap when the Oaks playing there. Look, there's still some decent talent in that uh, that Manchester side. Guys, John Clay, Chris Clutty, uh, Ben Healy, Shane Daly, Mark Haley, uh, Simon Zebo, Chris Farrell. Some really you know, some decent talent there. But, uh, uh, you know, I, I think Jay Quark will know his players are going to be... I think he's going to play at a manic tempo. Um, I, I think he's going to try and keep that tempo incredibly high. To really run Munster off their feet. Um, I know Munster have been based in Pretoria for the past week to try and acclimatize, but you're not going to acclimatize in a week to this high altitude. Um, Bulls at full strength versus Munster, where they've got 10 players, I think, with the Irish side. So, yeah, all over the minus here. I do expect Munster to be too competitive, but I think Bulls will run away with this. I'm actually yes. might look at a bigger minus on this as well. Yeah. And I like Bulls. I'll take Bulls overs as well. Um, Chris Smith starting the game. To me, he's getting a bit of good bit of confidence at the moment. And Mornay Stane on the bench, he's been clear to play. So, you know, Mornay Stane loves beating uh, the guys from the other side of the pond. So, um, to me, this is a minus all the way. Yeah. Right, so we're all aligned on that one. Let's see the next game. It's one that doesn't involve the South African side. Yeah. We're in Ulster against Leinster. Uh, Ulster, one and a minus one and a half here against Leinster. Brent, uh, to be honest, I've got no fear on this game. I, I had a look. Ulster lose. I think I've lost about seven players to the Irish squad. So, Kieran Treadwell, Nick Timoney, Balakun, Hume, uh, Ian Henderson, they've lost quite a couple. Uh, Mark Lowry, uh, Leinster, similarly lost uh, you know, quite a few players. Ulster are, are generally very, very competitive. I think they've won eight out of eight in the URC. Also, very generally, very competitive in Belfast at the Kingspan. Um, I'd probably take Ulster on the board, uh, but like I said, I, I, I've tried to read a bit into this game. Leinster were very good against uh, Bennett uh, and last week. But this is a different kettle of fish playing in Belfast, you know, in an Irish derby. So I'd probably back Ulster on the board, yeah. Ulster on the board. Let's get Chris's view on this one. Yeah, I totally agree. When I was looking at this game, I was actually quite surprised of Leinster's record against Ulster. For some reason, I thought 
Ulster would have a better record. And in my mind, I feel Ulster are playing better rugby <laughs> this season overall. So I I agree. I I like I like Ulster. Yeah, I like Ulster on the board. Another brilliant one to Twelver as well. Uh, I I think Ulster win this game, and I I will like I'm going to get involved in this game because it'll be a tight one as well. Should be a good one to watch as well, uh, Chris. This is, I think, on Sunday the Lions play. Sunday, yeah. Is it Sunday? Yeah. We got the Lions up against uh, Cardiff here. We got minus five and a half points. Um, yeah, interested in your views on this one. No, I, was, no. I, was, I, I, I was thinking the Lions. I'm going to be. This is a game for me. I want to be looking at the total points line. If if the yeah, conditions are good, yeah. I think we're going to see we're going to see tries from both sides. Yeah, I just yeah exactly. I mean, Lions have been so disappointing. They've co- I think it cost a few of us a few bets in the last month or so, even at home. But that's to come to the high on a hot day and and do because you know great Super Rugby teams come. Okay, the good ones can live, but a lot of them do battle or, or fade away and. I'm not no disrespect. I mean, those teams have a lot, of, have maybe a bit more quality than the teams that the Super RERC Northern teams are bringing over. So even a team like the Lions, you feel are going to run. Cardiff are going to be taking deep, hard breaths when you can't, you know, when it burns those lungs <laughs> at 16 minutes. And it's just, there's just going to be space. There's just surely going to be space in the park. Um, so I agree. I, 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 I agree on points. I'm not going to touch the cap just because the Lions have just let me down. So it's just, I'm just. Just what for that for not for this game, I'll leave that out. I'll, I'll agree, I'll watch the points. Right, wait for the points lines. I'll post any bets there on the good for the game forum as well. Link to that and also our newsletter down below. I can tell you I'm under all sorts of pressure in the newsletter. Last year I could do no wrong. This year can't find a jolly winner. I'm hoping one of these boys will help me out. Yeah. Um Brendan, Lions minus five and a half against Cardiff. Can you trust this Lions tie side? Are you on mute, Brendan? Mute. Oh, sorry, Brent. Sorry. Yeah, trust is a is a is a big word when it comes to lines. Um, I had the lines. They absolutely killed many many rands in my bank accounts against the Stormers when they just kicked every single single ball away. Um, so I've taken a bit of lines minus five and a half. Um, to me, this is going to come down to team selection. It's two positions no. that I'm looking at. Number nine, I need Mona van den Berg to play. Fifteen, I need either Kieran Horn or uh, the 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 ten. That played a couple of weeks ago. The guy with the big boots. Um, yes, uh, what's or something? So, yeah. yeah, so I need to get Henry Hendricks at ten, and I need Zilian, to. Do, uh, no party, yeah. Yeah, so I need, I need, to, all I need is a few things. I need to two <laughs> back at six. I need Van Berg at nine. I need Kieran Horner at fifteen, and I'm going to go ballistic on this. I'll go if if, the, if that's what's going to happen. I'll happily go big on the minus five and a half. Uh, much much bigger on the second half handicap to me yeah. there's a lot it's still a lot of quality in this uh kind of side jared evans lloyd williams uh uh jenkins botham uh ray lilo uh helen amos you know it really is a lot of quality in this kind of side but like chris says you know that last 50 you know last 15 20 minutes and this is, this is what has been so disappointing with even from Royan as the coach of the lions he's moved away from that really hard-paced tempo rugby that run our command stress for them to have with a big big forward pack and running them off the park that last 15 20 minutes you know even in lines super rugby even if they were if they were down you still believed for 15 20 minutes to go they they could take over you know if they were 20 points down 
you saw you saw back them to win because they really they just were phenomenal running the ball. Um, they uh, against the Stormers they moved away completely from that kicking that running game to a kicking game, kicking for possession, which is madness at the high faults. Keep the team behind, keep the guys running. Um, the yeah, the only concern which I've got uh, is the same as in the Bulls game. The Bulls game is Ben Whitehouse. He's an international referee coming from Wales. Um, I'm scared that he also runs out of puff and keeps the game slow. You know, almost on sort of almost on a sort of northern hemisphere. No, it's a general. It's a general. It's, it's, it's a genuine. It's a genuine fear. <laughs> I I think he's. Gonna, you know, my concern is that you know these guys come to altitude and they, and and like the players. You know, the referees run out of puff, so you know they get to the scrums. They don't particularly rush it, rush it, and those kind of things. So I'm hoping. You know, I saw the Lions. The, for me, they'd be desperate for a win. The Lions had some of the bot coaches there. For me, against the Leinster side, the set piece was fantastic. I thought they dominated Leinster in the set piece. We need to have that again. But like I said, we need to have a 9-10 of, of uh, Monofenneberg, Hendrickson, and a good 15 uh, to put that pressure. You need to have a guy like uh, Rubs McClawney to chase everything, keep the tempo high, keep these guys running, and let the, the last 20 minutes take its toll um, and I, that's why, like I said, I like the, I like the, the I'm really big on the second half handicap. It just covers you. If Cardiff do have a good 45 minutes, uh, you know, I think the Lions could pull it back nicely. And I like to look at points. Yeah, I think the Lions will just try and run it, run everything off the park. Yeah, looking forward to this game. I must say, let's hope it's a case of trying to come to build on my, on my, on my wins rather than chase my losses on Sunday. We got Stormers here. This is a big handicap. I mean, I think all of us are probably hoping for about minus 21 and a half, minus 22 and a half. The bookies are wise to us here. Minus <laughs> 31 and a half, the Stormers, Brendan. Yeah, oh, Brendan, uh, geez, they, they, they saw us coming out. Jeez, am I? So, you know, you know this, is, this is very similar to uh, <laughs> when, when I'd come home after a couple of toots at two, almost two in the morning and I'd scratch the car, my, my, my dad would say, not angry, he's just disappointed. So this is me feeling on this cat, you know, I'm not angry. I'm just completely disappointed. We, you know, we've lined this up for so long, hoping for something in, in the high <laughs> teens or low 20s. And uh-huh. the book is absolutely sledgehammer. They, they, what they was, the cap, what was the cap previously? Do you remember? It, was, it started at about 17 and a half, 18 yes, and a half. Yes, it was. It, the, yeah. When they came here last time, eh? It, 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 it was in about 20 to 23 <laughs> before back then. Yeah. So they, 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 knew, <laughs> they knew we were waiting for this, like, hungry, like, hungry hippos. <laughs> And um, you know, the, the problem is is that uh, the game is at in Donny Craven Stadium at six, six o'clock in the evening on Sunday nights. So, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the risk ratio, the risk reward ratio is, is not even here for me. It, it's not fantastic. I see the minus 31 and minus 30 and a half. You, you, if you had taken that, you would have lost uh, eight out of 11 times against Zebra. They don't score a lot of points, but sometimes they don't concede a lot of points. But the Zebra side is incredibly weak, have lost all the internationals and have injuries. So I'll, I'll still take minus 31 and a half. I'm hoping the conditions in Salimbosh will be good. Um, I think uh, John Dobson will be aiming aiming to get maximum points on this, get a nice points differential. I won't be massive on it. Maybe after a couple of bottles of wine, <laughs> the, 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 the strength will increase. <laughs> But uh, at the moment, it's probably a medium strike for me. Yeah, I must say, a handicap a bit higher than I'd have liked, but still leading, yeah. leaning very much towards the, the Stormers there. Chris, yourself on this one? Yeah, sharing it, share the same thoughts. We were I was thinking also that yeah, early 20s would have been great. Uh, yeah, 
I still I still believe it's a forty to fifty point Stormers win because Stormers are play, are play they have had a good season. They're pity about the Connor game, but I think at home they if they get ahead of steam they they'll be too too much for Zebra. Their defense is a lot better, so I can't see Zebra scoring a lot of tries. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting, Donnie Kramer. I'll, I'll be this will also be interesting because there were some weather reports around. I know it's be very it's going to be very hot on the weekend, and then there might be rain, but. From from Cape Town, I know that the summer, early early winter, late summer rain isn't real rain. That kind of just blows over. But it'll be interesting to see the states. Might I might wait for pre pre match build up to see what 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 the vibe is there before I pull the trigger. And also, what because the late game on Sunday, generally if I, I don't you know how I've done. Also, in my betting, I some depends also whether I go full on, full on or not. So. I'll see what state of mind I am by six o'clock on Sunday because usually I'm trying to call rest it up for the rest of the, for the weekend, but we'll we'll see. But I, I like I like my I like promise to cover. Right, well, Shane telling us some some bad news there on the cricket front. <laughs> Done his money there, unfortunately. Um, yeah, just just I think to end off on that game, I think it's safe to say that if the Zebra have a points line of two and a half, Henrik Swart will be going under two and a half. <laughs> Zebra points on this game. So looking forward to seeing yeah. what that one comes out at. Chris, we're going to stick with you as you move into the home stretch of the show. The Gallagher Premiership, what have we got here? Five games to talk about. And we'll start with the Worcester Warriors up against the Exeter Chiefs. And we've got plus 11 and a half, the Warriors. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm not yeah, not a Worcester man. Um, at home, they're a lot better. Um, so I think, this, I think at home against Exeter could be could be the play, but this is this is not a game I'm going to get involved in. Especially Exeter as well have been a banana skin for me this season. So, Worcester Exeter, not no no. This will be no bet for me. Right, I saw um, Brendan there shaking his head, but I think shaking your head in agreement with Chris, if that makes any sense. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> no. It's a it's a no bet for me, Brent. Uh, Worcester Warriors got got beaten like a redhead. It's Steph Child against a London Irish. So. Uh, missing Duan, Duan <laughs> Sorry, Chris. <laughs> this is Auburn. It's not red. It's Auburn. It's, 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 it's no place. <laughs> sorry, man. <laughs> like, sorry, sorry. But <laughs> um, no, Warriors missing Duan van obviously, and Rory Sutherland. I don't know who they're bringing back for this game. You know that. Obviously, uh, Steve Diamond brought in at Worcester Warriors, and he's trying to make, you know, uh, you know, their home ground a bit of a fortress. But he just doesn't have the cattle at the moment. Uh, they could, could be competitive. Uh, Exeter teams. I, I did see uh, Rob Baxter saying they do get are getting back some guys. I do expect Exeter teams to win this game. I, I just have no no feel on the cap, unfortunately. Right. Let's uh, stick with you then. On, on on move to the next game. Brendan Leicester Tigers minus seven and a half against London Irish. Brent, I've taken a little bit of a strike. Sorry, on London Irish. Uh, obviously, Leicester uh, comprising one fifth of the England team at the moment. I think that Joe uh, um, uh, Joe Hayes, uh, obviously George Ford, Ben Youngs, uh, Ollie Chesham. So I'm missing a couple of guys uh, away to duty. London Irish, I think, do get back Ollie Hassel Collins. Geez, they're mighty impressive. Just to ground out games, to keep it close. I'll take London Irish on the plus, and I'll take money on the draw here. I've never seen a team draw as as much as uh -huh. London Irish, and they just seem to, somehow, somehow to always get the draw. Um, Leicester, yeah, 
you know, didn't uh, do the business against Harris and so I expect them to be up for this game. But like I said, missing a couple of players, um, Freddie Burns, I don't know if he's in a slot in that 10 when George, you know, hit, you know, for George Ford. Uh, but, you know, that to me, that London Irish back row is he, very, very dangerous. They do, do, do tend to score a lot of points. I'll be interested to see what the, the points line is here. I see the, the pitch at Walford Road is starting to dig up a little bit. So if it's a bit high, mm, I'm not too sure. But, uh, yeah, London Irish lo- love to score points. You know, Paddy Jackson is incredibly accurate off the tee. So I, I do like the, the London Irish plus here. They, they're very competitive at the moment. Right, let's get Chris's views on this one. Yeah, I echo in those views as well. Um, London Irish have been the surprise package. They were a team that I didn't quite rate. I like, stayed away with them, like with Worcester, but they they have they they play well this season. They, you can't you can't deny it. They they they're a team that they play well. Um, less exactly Leicester with the with the English with the English contingent are top three, top two team. Without they back into the middle of the pack, and. London Irish can certainly live with them in this game. Certainly could beat them. So seven's a good cap. Uh, so definitely plus seven. If it was in, in, if it was at Irish, this will I'll also be all over the points. But at Walford Road, it's not a high-scoring game in the dead of winter. Like I said, when it starts getting muddy, like the wreck, the games can be lower scoring. But I would I would say that it's a points, it's an over points game. But I, but plus seven's a good bet. Right, let's stay with you, Chris. Newcastle Falcons plus 12 and a half against Saracens. No, this is again another game. Falcons are not a not a team that I usually get involved with. Um, so no, not get involved in this game. Brendan, so we're no, head movement. Brent, um, yeah, I, I just to be honest, I haven't done enough reading on either of the teams in terms of I think Nick Azikwe is back for Saracens, but uh, yeah, I'm not, I, I don't know who's I think Radwan and I don't know if Jamie, but Blamar is back for the Falcons. To be honest, I don't want, I don't want to offer an opinion that anybody can sort of base their bet on you because I'll be honest, I don't have any feel no. on this. Um, no, no, no problem, no problem. We've had yeah, the Saracens should should cover it by all yeah, means. That should that should be it. But but I also again teams and it's Sunday. It's a far away at the moment, and yeah, not it's yeah. I agree. It's 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 not not enough. Not enough. Yeah, it's just one of those games. Right, we'll stay with you, Brendan. We've got a couple of games left, and this is the Sale Sharks minus five and a half against Gloucester. Yeah, Brent, funny enough, I'm big on the Sale Sharks minus five and a half here. Um, I thought they had just a bit of a, they had a really off day at the office. They just look really off color against um, Sherbet. Sure, it's going to come to me in a second. Exeter. It's Andy Park. They just looked awful. They just couldn't, they just couldn't string a pass together. So, um, you know, it, it was heavily disrupted. They lost Visa. I think very early on, the, uh, early on in the game, and obviously Lurte Yaga pulled up before the game with an illness. I think Lurte Yaga will be back. I think he probably should have recovered. Um, for me, it's just a very really off day for, for Sale Sharks. Gloucester will be missing guys like Chris Harris, uh, Luis Zamet, and Hastings. He's been, he's been recalled to the Scottish side. Um, yeah, I think, I think the Sale Sharks have got more than enough to do the business here. Um, yeah, I think that Alex Sanderson will, will will know that Gloucester won't be at full strength and uh, and target this game. You know, a guy like Chris Harris, so so essential for for Gloucester in the midfield. Lewis Rizamet had a great game last week against Saints. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm all over the sharks, the sharks here like a cheap suit. <laughs> Chris, anything strong for you on this one? 
Um, yeah, it feels like we we kind of like copying each other here through these pictures, but I I genuinely do echo what, what Brendan said. I think we've aligned on all of those games, and that's not me. That we I think we were we are they on the same. I agree. I think yeah, they are going to be too much for Gloucester. I think that's I think they're going to win by double that. Yeah, Dean Adams saying if Fuff starts, they will clear the cap. Uh, yeah, so Fuff came on as a sub, I think, in the last game, eh? He didn't, yeah. he didn't start. He came on as a sub. Yeah. Interesting to see if he if he cracks the nod to start there. And uh, talking of last game, we're moving on to the last game, and we'll let Chris have first bash it at Bristol Bears, minus one and a half against the Harlequins. I know not, I know not everyone's been keen on Bristol this season, but they've actually been one of my better teams that have been back in when I followed them at the right time. So I'm not deviating. I think, again, with without the internationals, Bristol at home will have enough to do the business. Excellent. They'll cover the cap. We... I think it'll be close. Another nice 1-12 to 12 game. They'll cover the cap. They'll cover one. They'll win by a little bit more than one. Just to mention, while I was, uh, I was just checking out anything on the forum there, not on this particular game, but Thoughts on Sports has put his picks on there. So you can go and get those on the Good for the Game forum thread. There's a link down below the video. Right, Brendan, what's the final selection of the weekend before we get on to best bets? Yeah, Brent, funny enough, um, I like Harlequins here. Yeah, it's on the plus. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to disagree, Chris. The reason being... Uh, like Bristol Bears, I've never seen an injury run like this ever in my life. Bristol Bears are on their sixth choice scrum off. So if you don't like your mother-in-law, call Pat Lamb up. Tell her, tell him you like she's eligible to be scrum off because she's due for a horrible injury. Uh, I've <laughs> never seen, I've never seen as many scrum offs injured. Max Green is like their fifth choice. Is now back this week. Um, Nualongo, the the phenomenal Fijian winger. He's out for a couple of games, I think, after copying a band for that red card. Ion um, Lloyd suffered a, a cheekbone issue. I think he's out for this game. Um, Will Moore, he's the, the prop. He's out for this game. So Bears just have a horrific injury list. Uh, Callum Sheedy is obviously a, a big plus. He's back. But, uh, you know, horrible, horrible injuries for Bears. I just think Harlequins... I don't know. I, I, like I said, to be honest, I haven't had much reading to Harlequins this week. I don't know if they get back Louis Lana. I think Louis Lana was in and around the England camp. I don't know if he's back. Yeah. Um, but for me, there's enough talent in this Harlequin side to get the job done. Uh, Bears have been awful. Uh, you know, it, 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 some part bad play, but just really, really horrendous luck with injuries. Uh, as they get guys back, they just seem to sort of be, you know, sort of hobble off, etc. And when you let Matt, you, you know uh, Hughes go and Hughes is absolutely a demon knife a bath. So it just doesn't look like Pat Lamb is catching much correct or he's not having much luck at the moment. So I'll, I'll, not, a, not a massive strike, but a, a, a small to medium strike on Harlequins plus here. Yeah. Um, like I said, I think Bears injury tolls is, is just really unlucky. Right, gents, we're going to get into the best bets. Just before I do that, apologies to the guys who watched. No, just sorry, so Brent, I think there's one, yeah. there's, there's Stains first Wasps. I don't know if that's going because I quite, oh, sorry, I, I didn't have the bet. I, I, I quite, I quite like Saints at yeah. home actually. It's a pick and it's a pick and game, but I think I like Saints. I think Saints are going to do the business. I quite I like them. Saints be Wasps. Let me just see. I wonder why I missed that one. Maybe it was it was a pick and or it was one. Oh no, the there last it is. Ball. Yeah, yeah. It's, I've got Saints here minus one and a half. Uh, so, and just, just because, on that with, with with Saints and Bristol, I know 
it's true what Brent, what Brendan was saying about Bristol, but somehow I've caught them, so they're becoming like a, like a charm. And by all means, take conductors info there because I didn't, I wasn't quite aware of all the injuries, and that is a big injury list, which is worrying. But I'm far more. So what I'm what I mean is I'm far more confident on Northampton doing the business at home to Wasps. And Brendan, your views on this one? I yeah. just put the name up quickly because uh, afterwards as well, I'll, I'll make sure there's a link to each of the games. Uh, what do you like? I see you agree yeah, with this. Brent, I, I, I managed to get Wasps. Uh, I managed to get Saints plus four and a half early doors. Yeah, it's, I think yeah. it's open to plus wow. one and a half. I think it's a choice. Yeah. So, uh, I, you know, when they came out, I was, uh, you know, it was obviously a bit of speculation because obviously I didn't know if Alfie Barbary or Launchbury would be back for Wasps. They aren't. Uh, so Fikitoa, I think, is a 50-50. He might play. Francois Hochart is back for them. Um, they are getting a couple of guys back uh, for Wasps, but for, uh, I think Jack Willis. I don't know if he. he I don't know if he's. He might be injured. I'm not too sure exactly. But um, you know, Saints get back uh, Alex Mitchell and Furbank from the England side. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, Saints have lost three in a row. I just think. That if Wasps do win, it's going to be very tight. So I'm happy. I, I was happy to take the big plus there, but I'd still, I'd probably still take Saints on the board. Yeah, I think Saints will get the win. Um, yeah. I thought a bit unlucky against Exeter, uh, not to take the win there. Uh, Wasps have been good in patches, uh, but like I said, Alfie Barbary is a, is a massive, massive player for me for Wasps. So if he's not playing, I'm happy to take Saints at home there. Right, well, thanks for bringing that one up, guys. I don't know, Sunbet actually didn't have betting on that when I looked, and they still don't, so I'm not too sure why they don't want to have that one up. But let's get on to the best bets. Now, I just wanted to mention, you know, last week I, I ran out of recording place in this, a recording space, which I didn't realize I, I could do in the StreamYard. I couldn't get the podcast up, and I know a couple of guys like to listen in the car on the way to work. So that will be up uh, this week. We'll have it up on all major platforms, including the likes of Apple and Spotify. But let's get into the best bets, and I'm going to start with you, Brendan, because I want to give next week's host the final say today on the show. Uh, Brendan, what are your best bets for the weekend? Brent, um, it, it, for me, it's tough to look beyond the Bulls. Um, I, I really think Jake White's been prepping the guys at altitude, massive pack. Um, I, I just, it's, I struggle to see Master <laughs> staying in touch. I like Bulls on the minus. I'll take Bulls on the overs. Um, and like I said, just contingents upon the Lions naming their side, I really like the Lions uh, on the minus as well. Um, that's a bit of a, a riskier one. It's it's uh, it's like I said, it's also that one to have just a double a double shot of Jamesons before you take that bet just to to pluck up the courage. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, elsewhere, I, like I said, I don't I don't like opposing the French. I, I, it's a really scary side, but I I really like Wales in the plus. It'd probably be my <laughs> Best bets, but my best bet by far, heads and above, is the Bulls. But all, all you were hoping, Brendan, is you don't see the newsletter come out tomorrow with a heading of the Bulls in the newsletter because the way my current form is, I can stop it's absolute good. trains. It's just the old, the old <laughs> curse, eh? No, no we're gonna, we'll, we'll change it around. It'll, it'll, we'll break it. Absolutely. We'll, we'll break it. Right, Chris, what are your best bets? I've got pretty, pretty much the same there. Definitely Monsters, my. Munster's my best bet. Wales, my second best bet. Um, Waratahs, 1-12, to 12, I really love. And actually, we didn't discuss it, we were about to, but I really like Blues Highlander, um, Highlanders over 49. 
I think there are going to be points there. It doesn't look like it, but I don't think the weather's going to be too bad in North Harbors. And I think there'll be over 49 is a nice point line for for that game. So those are my three biggest bets. And then I like, I say, I like Mac and early, in early, Brambies hooker to get a pie there as well. Those are my four, four strongest bets. Excellent. Well, Jens, thanks very much. I must say, I realized during the show, I could have saved a lot of time by just having one of you on. Because it was amazing how <laughs> aligned you were. And it's, it's funny how it works out. I mean, some weeks everyone's aligned, and no. other weeks it's totally the opposite. You get guys totally. So, I mean, I must say, I like the fact that sometimes people are different, but it's also nice to be like when I hear you both going on the Bulls, I'm like, okay. Because I also kind of fancied them as well. And my, my current form, I'm a bit nervous. So, felt felt good about that. <laughs> that but, uh, Actually, the other the other one of my favorite would have been my favorites is I was eyeing up Canes and Pacifica for points. I yeah. was licking my lip, and I, that would have been up on my bed. I know. I don't know about you guys. I know Henrik was on the plus there because he had heard, yeah. Yeah, me too, me he heard too. about yeah, me too. The so, the so that was another also. game that that would have been on that best my best bets list. But yeah, yeah unfortunately, it's gone. So it's nice to know, um, viewers, that they even agreed on the game that isn't taking place. <laughs> that's, that's exceptional stuff. But anyway, first of all, to, to all the guys in the live chat, thanks very much, Greg, as always having your contributions. To the guys who are watching the recording, also appreciate it. We'll, uh, and also appreciate the support you gave us for Manscaped. Look out next week. We've got a new host on the show. He's a Hollywood handsome. He'll be uh, taking you through <laughs> next week. Right. Looking forward to that. And yeah, Chris, have a great weekend, mate. Uh, thanks yeah, again thanks. For, you for your contribution. And uh, yeah, same you to you, too. conductor. Enjoy, enjoy the weekend. Thanks, Brenty. Yeah, let's let's hope for a good weekend. Let's not try and focus on every game. Let's try and uh, actually give the bookies an awful Monday. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, looking forward to it. Next week, Thursday, join Chris on the team. I'll be on the dance floor embarrassing yeah. my son. Cheers, yeah, everyone. Don't, don't be too sad. This is your last show. Don't don't worry about it. Just keep keep drinking there. <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> Cheers, everyone. Cheers, guys. All the best.